Welcome to the Marketing Stir podcast by Starista, probably the most entertaining marketing podcast you're going to put in your ears. I'm Jared Walls, associate producer and Starista's creative copy manager. The goal of this podcast is to chat with industry leaders to get their take on the current challenges of the market, but also have a little fun along the way. In this episode, Vincent and AJ talk to Sairam Vidam, chief marketing officer at InnoMinds. He discusses how his company drives digital next initiatives for global brands. He also goes into depth about the challenges of heading up the marketing efforts of an international organization, as well as the future of AI. AJ's son wakes him up at four in the morning, and Vincent once again reiterates his love for The Bachelorette. Give it a listen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Marketing Stir. I, of course, am your host, Vincent Petrofessa, the VP of B2B products here at Starista. Who is Starista? Starista, well, we are an identity marketing company. We help companies with their first party data. Send it to us. We'll enhance it. Lookalikes. We'll then use our databases to target new customers for you. Everyone needs new customers, right? We do that. Email marketing, omni-channel marketing. We have our own DSP adster. Email me about it, vincent at starista.com. That is how confident I am. I just gave you my email address to all of our listeners. Enough about that. With me, as always, my co-host, my commander-in-chief, live from San Antonio, Mr. A.J. Gupta. What's going on, A.J.? Hey, Vincent, do you ever have one of those days where your son wakes you up at 4.45 a.m. saying he's late for school? <laughs> I not late for school, but as a person with small children, I'm woken up at 4.45 every day. That's five o'clock is a good day for me. <laughs> well, I'm used to sleeping till at least six. So this game is a big bummer. That is a big bummer. Plus, you enjoy your power naps, as you've mentioned on the podcast before. I'm very jealous of those. Yeah, yeah you got to train your children early to take naps. I know. Yeah. When my son stopped taking a nap, I was like, that's more for me than yep. it is for him. Yep, for sure. But with two now and my five month old, just it's been tough. But I move on. I bring my energy every day. It's what we have to do here at the Marketing Stir and at Strista because we have partnerships and clients and I always love to bring that enthusiasm. Speaking of enthusiasm, I am very excited about this next guest. I had the opportunity to chat with him and meet him and I cannot wait to introduce him to the Marketing Stir family. I'm gonna embarrass him a little bit right now because this gentleman has won the most influential Marketing Technology Leader Award from the World Marketing Congress, not once, but twice in a row. He's like the Tom Hanks back-to-back back Oscar winner, this guy, I love him. You know, He is also awarded by the BBC Knowledge and CMO Asia as the greatest marketing influencer of 2017. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the CMO of InnoMinds, Sairam Vedam. What's going on, Sairam? Hey, uh, thank you for being uh, for making me part of this show by Marketing Stirster. Uh, thanks, uh, Vincent and AJ. Uh, I'm good. Uh, you know, uh, it's it's exciting times for all marketers uh, when the pandemic is disrupting the way businesses are done and brands are managed. So no better time than to be on the show today. Thank you, Ben, once again for having me here. No problem, Sai. It's our pleasure. And just 
want to get right into it. A lot of people want to know about InnoMinds. Talk to me about InnoMinds and then tell me about your role there. Sure. Uh, we're InnoMinds uh, uh, is a product engineering company of global repute. Okay. Today, uh, we are we are a Silicon Valley headquartered company headquartered in San Jose in California, and then uh, back in India uh, in Hyderabad. We're about thirteen hundred plus growing empowered engineering minds. Uh, uh, you know that's what we we pride ourselves engineering smarts. We are an AI first platform led digital transformation focused full cycle software product engineering services company. We power the digital next initiatives of global enterprises and software product companies. And then we bring to the market an integrated expertise in devices and embedded engineering, software applications and product engineering, and, and a wide array of expertise around cloud analytics, DevOps, data and quality engineering. In a nutshell, we are a device apps analytics company. We offer chip to cloud and cognition services for ISVs, uh, when I say ISVs, software product companies, uh, globally known OEMs and ODMs, so device manufacturers and equipment manufacturers and enterprises. Essentially, all of these globally known companies work with us either to get their next generation software products to be built, help them to be sassified, adding AI-driven cognitive analytics to those applications, or you know, many large enterprises, Fortune 2000 companies working with us to embark on their digital transformation initiatives. Lastly, we would have powered more than a million of IoT devices across chipsets and networks and various technologies from an IoT standpoint. So that's what uh, a little bit about uh, InnoMinds. Our vision is to help, you know, next generation businesses unlock the true value of digital uh, leveraging our expertise as a device apps analytics company with a lot of focus in, in emerging technologies like 5G, mobility, you know, uh, AI, ML, edge computing. And over the last 18 years of our journey, starting from a, a small organization of IT services focus today, you know, we, we, we actively serve more than 60 of the globally known software product companies, enterprises, and many large OEMs leading analysts like Gartner, 451, and many other analysts, including Everest and Zinov, have mentioned and covered InnoMinds for its noteworthy innovation and unique product engineering services. And we've been doing this consistently for the last uh, two decades. Uh, and we partner with some of the largest and, and the most uh, you know, cutting edge technology companies in terms of joint We won numerous awards for technology and product and platform innovation. Consistently, we've been recognized for a holistic employee growth focused policies and environments. Lastly, you know, we have an award-winning US patented platform called iFusion, which is a highly scalable and distributed platform with a lot of patented big data technology, powered out of the box analytics algorithms and all pre-integrated into the hands to meet specific use cases today. At the cusp of the digital technologies that the world is seeing, we're also bringing an integrated platform called iTransform that sort of works with a grand vision to enable autonomous AI for enterprises, integrating all the products and platforms are apart, including iFusion, which is also now getting designed to do iFusion edge analytics for IoT use cases and AI ops, a custom built low code platform that's coming to the market late in October called iSymphony, and then our homegrown 
AI powered quality engineering platform called iHarmony and then a bunch of hardware accelerators and what we have something called Kiteboard, a connected device development platform like a Raspberry Pi. And we, we have a bunch of you know, expertise in terms of homegrown solutions in computer vision, device management. Lastly, to summarize, we are a Qualcomm authorized design house with a consistent track record of developing production ready platforms on Qualcomm chipsets, deep rooted expertise in emerging areas of wireless 5G and IoT, and we are now charting our way in terms of doing a lot of work in telematics, Azure IoT, and some of the best of the breed technologies. That's a little bit about Inamines. Thank you, Sai. That really gives a, you know, an overall picture. I appreciate that. And if you could talk about your specific role there. Sure. I'm the Global Chief Marketing Officer at Inamines. I'm part of the executive leadership. Uh, I joined the organization uh, January 2020. And uh, I have uh, three, uh, you know, major focus areas. One is to obviously uh, continue to strengthen the brand InnoMinds on how it is recalled as, uh, uh, you know, a preferred partner of software product engineering and, and digital transformation for ISVs, OEMs, and enterprises, which means that uh, I am also responsible for positioning, uh, driving the strategy in terms of the Gen Next, digital next offerings that we are doing. I also am responsible for bringing in, uh, you know, uh, obviously as the CMO, uh, you know, the valid share. So which means that I drive strategic account-based marketing focused on the larger accounts that we have. The global demand generation teams roll up into me, including inside sales and partners and, and channel management. So that's, that's focus number two. The entire strat of marketing, which I call 360 degree marketing, strategic marketing, corporate, brand, digital, social, and content, and pretty much everything that, that you need to run your marketing engine uh, comes under my organization. And I also uh, manage the product management division of the organization in terms of driving, uh, co-innovating uh, with, with my engineering teams to bringing in next generation platforms that power our services. And, and as part of the executive management, uh, my endeavor is to ensure our customers are delighted every single day in terms of how we power the innovation and help them stay ahead. So that's what we call powering the digital next. The, the mission of the organization is to engineer the digital future and we, we are existing to unlock the value of digital. And that's what I do every day, uh, you know, and I'm very excited doing that. So tell us a little bit about how you got into marketing and how you got to InnoMind. Oh, sure. Oh, my journey to marketing, uh, you know, is a very, a systemic uh, movement of different roles, right? I started as a conventional software geek, developing a lot of uh, networking protocols, software, and then did multiple stints in diverse technology companies across roles, transcending software development, quality engineering, product management, uh, and program management for larger customers, diverse technologies. But then I picked up uh, an executive program in management early in my career, and I, I always was fascinated by telling stories that intersects business and technology. And that's where my interest uh, stemmed towards moving into roles that allowed me to position companies and brands uh, uh, in terms of uh, the ability to market them. So I've uh, been in the industry close to 22 years. The last 11 odd years have been primarily marketing leadership roles, business facing roles in that sense. 
but the strength always stemmed from the fact that I'm an engineer at heart. And since I've always done my work in a B2B software technology realm, you know, that makes me uniquely positioned in terms of my ability to understand uh, the, the, the engineering part of it, which is very important to market any software technology company that I work with. So that's my background. Uh, well, I, I got an opportunity very early to work with some of the foremost technology leaders the world has seen, uh, including you know, globally known chief technology officer, first generation founder CEOs, uh, Silicon Valley driven companies who had you know, multiple uh, valuation driven exits, upstarts, large technology companies, and then mid-sized uh, service product organizations. So that all allowed me to become a full cycle marketeer. And then I joined InnoMinds January 2020 after I finished a very exciting role at my previous organization in a conversational AI platform company called Core.ai. So InnoMinds, uh, you know, I've had fascinating discussions and I got enthused and excited by the vision the founder management carries in terms of powering up uh, the digital next product engineering initiatives which we believe gives substantial headroom of growth in three areas that we focus whether it is iot and devices whether it is software products and digital applications or ai and cognitive analytics which is what the company is focused on i believe that we are at the cusp of a lot of growth and that's what uh, made me choose in the minds to step to tell this story to the world and how strong we are innovating, what is the culture that we bring in as a product DNA company. So that's what uh, my association with InnoMinds and I must say that I'm very thrilled and thankful for this opportunity as well. And so how's your marketing organization structured? Because I presume you have uh, in your department perhaps people in the US and in India, a mixture of both? Yes, I, I predominantly run a global marketing organization so, you know, it's, there are about uh, seven to eight full cycle functions. It's, it's a 360 degree marketing function that I manage. Uh, I have teams in the US uh, that are responsible for field marketing and channels and strategic partnerships. Uh, so that, that works very closely. It also in the US team that I manage also involves uh, the, the, the entire sales force and CRM and then the strategic uh, top line management uh, aspect of it while my teams in india you know i have full cycle teams running product marketing services and solutions content digital and social media corporate and brand analyst relations uh, strategic partner relations to support what we do in the us generation teams uh, teams that transcend inbound marketing outbound which i mentioned at the beginning and then uh, there is a very strong inside sales uh, and then channel focused uh, BDR teams that are, that are part of the whole marketing organization. The third dimension happens to be the IP and the product management teams, which means that I have uh, you know, very senior product management folks, uh, VP level folks and director level product management folks rolling up uh, together. We sort of work with our engineering organization in terms of driving the product strategy of InnoMinds to accelerate our service portfolio. So that way I sort of run an end-to-end -end full cycle strategic marketing organization that's responsible for building long-term sustainable mind share, immediate impact valid share and driving the growth of the organization. And Sai, you mentioned that you just started at InnoMinds right in January. Has 
your plans and goals for the company already changed from January, February, March till now? Did you have to pivot or has it kind of been the same moving forward? Well, if I have to say it is the same, I'm not sure it will be a right answer. We obviously, we had to pivot, uh, I think, just much as any other organization. It also tested the resiliency of us as a team. But I must say, we've been absolutely successful in doing that. One, what we did was uh, we listened to the customers. We went back to customers in terms of understanding what does it mean for their business to be digitally transformed and digitally disrupted while the pandemic swept and it actually created multitude of opportunities. So what we drew, uh, but then the good thing for Nomines is because of the uh, you know, emerging technology focus that we bring in, right? whether we help build customer SaaS products, we help build customers take advantage of uh, deep-rooted IoT and 5G and mobility, or we, we help customers take advantage strong implications of artificial intelligence and uh, data analytics. I think it actually helped our cause when customers came back and said that, how can you actually make our businesses stay strong uh, while you know, going remote first became very important. It also means that areas like multi-cloud, you know, the areas like continuous engineering and DevOps and some of the uh, you know, application modernization strategies that we put together, all of them bundled into you know, a very beautiful, what we call the remote first uh, you know, model that we launched to our customers. It also included contactless ecosystem enablement to a sleuth of technologies that we known to build. It could mean helping someone build a completely facial recognition based identity management system that could help them go contactless. It could also mean helping someone build digital twins so that they don't rely on the physical presence if it was a smart manufacturing use case. It could also mean, for example, customers, we, we sort of built a completely back to office analytics integrated solution integrated with some of the world's largest physical identity management platforms, enabling employees to get back to work or leveraging a deeper expertise in terms of our camera technologies, our AI prowess to do social distancing algorithms, contact tracing applications. So these are the type of things that we had to, if I have to use the word pivot, re-put it in terms of what we call you know, accelerating the digital next and embracing the digital next. But the DNA of the company as a device apps analytics company offering chip to cloud and cognition services to power the digital next initiatives of companies helped us actually navigate uh, the situation smartly well. And, and now, Sai, we've certainly talked to some companies and now obviously, you know, we know what's going on in the world. We've talked to companies on this podcast and some of my clients where this has provided an increase in their business. And it, it, some companies, most companies, unfortunately, people lost profits and it's been tough on them. But we have companies that we work with that are self-storage companies or digital storage. They can, you could come to their house, take storage out, moving companies other digital transformation companies that we've talked to where companies are now saying, wait, we have to really increase our digital footprint. Has that happened to InnoMinds just kind of accidentally before this time and an increase in business? Well, I will honestly admit that we've, we've been very cautious in terms of driving the growth in the, in the last two quarters. Yes. First of all, what we did was to ensure our existing customers, uh, were served uh, well enough so that they don't uh, 
you know, go through any major challenges. But as I told you, right, for example, use cases that I just outlined, for example, right now, we're working with uh, a company uh, called Active Surgical, right, which is out there, uh, you know, one of the fireside chat that I've hosted them with Qualcomm, they're building an AI-assisted, the world's first AI-assisted uh, uh, surgical equipment, which is sort of a digital twin. That's a med tech space, right? So in, 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 in a situation like this, these are the sort of disruptions that customers are, uh, customers are empowered with. We've enabled a couple of customers as part of our Qualcomm smart city initiatives in terms of implementing a 5G-enabled smart warehousing implementation, leveraging uh, you know, a lot of IoT. We, we're also working with companies into asset tracking gateways, uh, cold chain storage, which is very important as the last mile storage gets disrupted, uh, you know, and then uh, implementing geospatial solutions using uh, Azure maps and Azure IoT technologies. These are some of the technology disruptions which have actually enabled new generation companies as less existing companies to sort of relook at some of their business models while the pandemic swept it, right? We're also working with a large, a very innovative uh, construction software player where we're, we're leveraging technologies like orthomosaic mapping, we're implementing social distancing and contact tracing applications. Uh, and then we sort of doing scriptless, low code, no code, RAD based uh, software development, which means that companies doesn't need to necessarily depend on physical availability of software programmers to a certain extent. So if you put all of that together, companies as they're looking at their digital footprints, and I, I cannot stop this without talking about cloud, right? Companies today want to have a continuous engineering work chain implemented in terms of their DevOps value chain. So because we're predominantly a technology company, we help our customers in terms of leveraging the advancements in digital technologies, <clears throat> the advancements that can help them truly stay, uh, you know, remote first with a slew of contactless technologies, which means cybersecurity becomes absolutely important. Today, we're talking to customers in terms of helping their security strategies uh, of their existing products to be well tightened. We're talking to customers to also make effective decisions by predictive, prescriptive, and descriptive analytics, which comes very naturally to us because we are a very AI-driven analytics company. So that's, that's how we, we, we sort of looked at the business and it naturally led us for some growth as well because companies wanted these sort of technologies uh, to stay ahead and also to stay ensure that uh, they are doing it right in terms of their digital initiatives. And coming to the uh, AI side of things, where do you see that as an adapt ad adaption in 2020, and what do you think the future of AI is going forward? Sure, I think I will just simply say that AI is mainstream now. Uh, it's it's omnipresent, right? AI is a phenomenon. It's not like a, a simple technology that you could use to build an application. AI is going to be the way we lead lives as we all know. We believe in a vision to enable autonomous AI for enterprises, and that's what we say. We are an AI first organization. AI-driven organization, AI-centric organization. I don't want to re-repeat the analyst predictions like what the Gartners of the foresters have said. That's, that's out there on public media. But uh, we are in the age, for example, as I spoke, AI-enabled robotic-assisted surgeries and internet of medical things are a reality, right? It's as impactful as it could get, right? I'll give you a simple statistic. 400,000 deaths 
the United States alone happen due to surgical errors. Now, we are working uh, to enable such sort of thing can be minimized by helping a customer build state-of-the-art uh, AI-assisted robotic surgery medtech device that I spoke about, right? We are, we are working to ensure digital healthcare gets reimagined. The confluence of AI, IoT, and 5G here comes into the picture. It can't get bet better than that, right? For example, we are working with uh, prospects and customers in AI-driven precision agriculture use cases. Uh, which means that the, the future of agri-tech is AI-driven. You will be able to help companies in terms of choose the complexity of soil, what types of seeds to be sown. These are the type of use cases, right? We're, we're trying to do a lot of work around geospatial and mapping solutions, which help companies uh, navigate the, the challenge of intelligent transportation. And that cannot happen without a lot of uh, understanding of AI uh, behind that. And last but not the least, even in the quality engineering that we do, we sort of do an AI-driven QE approach, which means that the deeper understanding with NLP engine that we've partnered with one of the companies that we chose to partner helps a completely transformed way of accelerating test automation. So if you look at this, whether it is a device development, whether it is software product development, whether it is analytics empowerment, or whether it is even test automation everywhere, we sort of have implemented artificial intelligence. I can just go on use cases, uh, but, but then it's also about the understanding of ML, uh, deep learning, and some of these technologies. And just to also give a ringside view, right? Uh, video is the new voice, right? That's what uh, uh, the Zoom founder said very famously. But then video technologies and camera technologies today, you know, backed by computer vision algorithms is all AI driven. And that's where we play it very strong. Hence, we believe that, I repeat, AI is mainstream, and that's the way that we're going to live uh, our life, right? They're integrated without our realization. Uh, I, can, I can give some examples, right? We have courses to study that, you know, engines predict for you, your recommendations to buy that engines tell you today, you have routes to choose when you want to reach some place, you, you can choose your food to eat based on a prescriptive engine, stocks to invest are being recommended, marketing to ultra-segmented audience with hyper-personalized messaging, conversational AI and vernacular AI with advanced ALU, the order of the day, digital assistance across verticals. So it can just go on. So AI is the life that, you know, AI is the way forward. It is the present already. So it sounds like the robots are going to be taking over pretty soon. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a reality, by the way. It's, it's all over the place. Uh, it's just not... Medtech, we are seeing that in logistics, uh, in, in, in supply chain, intelligent supply chain. Uh, you know, it's, it's a very different world out there, trust me. And Sai, I'm a B2B guy as well, so it's near and dear to my heart. I want to know some of the specific B2B marketing tactics that you're using. Is InnoMind's ABM focused? You obviously mentioned verticals. Are you doing email marketing, lead generation? Talk to us about that. Sure. I think without uh, that piece, uh, you know, a full cycle marketing role uh, is not to be spoken about. Yeah, we're very heavily uh, marketing driven, demand gen, integrated demand gen organization that I lead, right? So there are about, uh, you know, five different things that we do. For example, at the top of the funnel, it's also about creating a, a, a digital engine that can keep your inbound traffic going, which means that 
first and foremost, uh, the content uh, becomes the key, which then translates to strategic messaging in terms of various content assets that you would need to empower your inbound engine, as well as your inside sales teams. Uh, in terms of ABM, before I go to ABM, we also work a very strongly focused analyst relations practice that I'm very passionate to build, which helps us, you know, extremely strong recall factor, positioning, strengthening. It also helps us, uh, you know, go to larger companies, larger decision makers in terms of showcasing our innovation and thought leadership uh, recognized and vetted by the leading analysts, which is very important uh, when you want to move the needle from being a me too player to a very specific player of global repute. And that is something that we've been achieving consistently. Now, when you put up all of this mix, what we've also done is a very deep rooted advisory relation program that helps my ABM program, right? While as, as, an, as a company, we focused on the top 10 to 12 accounts that we want to really grow uh, for which we put together a very strategic ABM program. My, for example, I have a senior leader in my team whose whole responsibility is to drive the ABM outcome. But then ABM cannot happen in silo, right? ABM means uh, the ability to also ensure your sales, uh, your practices or the account leaders are all taken into confidence in terms of mapping the strength of the account, strength of our offerings, then provide a deep-rooted intelligence in terms of how do we actually penetrate the account uh, more with more, more units, more decision makers. And that's what we have heavily focused on. And then we also leverage our own internal market research teams. We take cues from analysts and advisors. We also have set of strong partners to with whom we jointly go after and see uh, if there are you know, sell-to and sell-with possibilities with some of the largest accounts. So when you bundle all of this together, so strategic ABM becomes a cornerstone of what I call the existing new account growth KPI that I have as a CMO to deliver. While the net new account growth can happen through the new leads and the businesses, the ABM is fostered, tailored to ensure that the existing accounts stay strong and we sort of deliver growth there and the ability to cross-sell and upsell all our complementary services so that we end up as become a full cycle player for a larger account. That's, that's, the, that's the framework that I operate. And thank you for that, Sai, because we have a lot of listeners out there, obviously, who are in marketing. And if there's a company like yours doing a specific uh, initiative, they want to hear about it. So thank you for sharing that. And also thought leadership. You're very heavily involved in. You're now doing a fireside chat that you're broadcasting. Talk to me about the first one that you did and you have one coming up. Sure. Obviously, right. So thought leadership uh, has to be, first of all, unbiased and it has to create a lot of value that you epitomize in whatever area of work that you do. For example, we are, as I told you, a digital next company, strongly technology focused in areas like AI, IoT, device engineering and analytics. Uh, so what we did is uh, a while there are, you know, everything is a webinar today, right? Virtual is the only medium that is available. So we went back to drawing board and figured out that the best value that we can drive to our customers and our ecosystem uh, is also to bring a compellingly strong digital thought leadership story that we can put out there, uh, you know, 
and then 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 we devised this mechanism where we went back for example innomines is a very strong qualcomm technology player we are the first authorized design house uh, in india so we went back to them because we are part of a smart city program initiative and then we looked at the most impactful use case that we could look at so digital healthcare reimagine that's what we chose because we've been doing some really cutting edge work in medtech so the first edition what we did is we brought in uh, in the global uh, you know the head of smart city program of for qualcomm and uh, the, the head of their entire 5g and mobility focused uh, business ecosystem for north america and australia and then we we brought up a customer uh, active surgical in this case uh, with whom uh, we have been partnering to deliver uh, you know the, the most cutting edge ai assisted uh, you know medtech uh, digital twin ai assisted surgery uh, appliances that i spoke about uh, the platform active site and active edge uh, so we put together but if you if you if you take all of that what we did was we brought this engineering smarts we brought this a uh, globally known you know business leader organization like qualcomm and uh, and this sort of an organization on the same platform and we hosted it we exchanged how ai how ml how computer vision how camera technologies how compute uh, intensive technologies have disrupted the space so that our end customers and audience walked away with uh, the disruption that was happening right in front what sort of opportunities are available in the medtech space and how can someone be part of a qualcomm smart city program and how can someone take advantage of the engineering prowess uh, that we are known to build right so that's that's the fireside chat that i'm talking about uh, and which was hugely successful you know more than 200 uh, you know registrations if i have to number it you know 60% of them were vp and above massively successful one the second one is even exciting right we are now bringing in microsoft uh, for the same uh, you know theme but then as you know the entire internet of medical things is getting disrupted but security and compliance become a cornerstone when medtech devices particularly because they are heavily compliant driven need to take advantage of disruptions in cloud and who better than microsoft uh, to sort of come and talk about what azure iot today offers and we are sort of enabling how this medtech disruption that we are building uh, you know is 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 taking advantage of what azure iot uh, uh, brings into the market and the engineering prowess uh, that we are bundling it so that's the edition 2 which is getting hosted on the 15th of october and i'm very thrilled and and looking forward to have that session going so and and that's how uh, you know we are looking to share thought leadership which means that engineers partners prospects existing customers can all get benefited in terms of learning pragmatic insights of what we have done what we have learned and what peer companies and what globally known technology leaders that we are hosting are bringing to the market so what is your marketing tech stack look like are there uh, software or marketing automation products that you love and live by of course i have a comprehensive uh, martech stack uh, you know we we use uh, hubspot uh, very heavily for all our uh, uh, marketing automation and then uh, we bunch of uh, martech tools uh, it could be plugins uh, we, we use the uh, you know we, we use the hubspot thing uh, a full cycle the sales hub module the marketing hub module the company we run uh, i'm also responsible for managing the entire salesforce crm of our company 
So that's where uh, we, we sort of, we, we, we integrated the marketing automation thing from HubSpot and then we have deeper visibility into the Salesforce. And then in terms of the day-to-day -day tools, uh, there are a bunch of tools that the companies uh, use, com tools like Buzzsumo. Uh, we, we found uh, recently a very interesting tool called Pictory uh, through which you can create actually video animations. It's an AI-driven tool, by the way. All you've got to do is to feed in a story uh, in terms of descriptive words, and it actually helps you pick up uh, visuals and creates video out of it, which is a new way of content telling, right? Uh, uh, we use uh, podcasts. Uh, we use, uh, you know, uh, we're obviously on Zoom in terms of our webinar, if you have to include that into the MarTech stack. And there are a bunch of uh, uh, social uh, plugins that we are doing for SEO and SEM, which are integrated uh, heavily. Uh, so it's, 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 a, it's a very complex uh, MarTech stack and that continues to get updated. Uh, we, we leverage uh, ZoomInfo and we leverage multiple various sources of intelligence that we gather to, through feeds. So it's, it's, it's a whole world of uh, technology uh, if you have to uh, look at it like that. And needless to say, the entire Google Analytics uh, engine, that's very important for your tracking of your digital metrics. Uh, the, the website is completely integrated into HubSpot CMS. So that's how uh, we look at it. Uh, if you have to look at from a, a tech stack standpoint, and I don't want to go into, okay, uh, you know, whether it is uh, 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 all the technologies that we, we need to use for the digital landscape to be up and running. Uh, and then we are investing in technologies to ensure that uh, we are completely mobile enabled in terms of our, uh, I mean, we have uh, we have a bot integrated into our website. If you have to look at it from an advancement from a conversational AI angle, we are exploring integration with Drift. We're doing multiple things to keep the entire uh, digital stack running so that the marketing is heavily technology driven. So it looks like you have uh, all of your bases covered, which is not surprising given the uh, size and scale of the company. Uh, a lot of our listeners tend to be you know, SaaS startup founders and early stage uh, marketing companies, tech companies, What's, what advice would you give them from a marketing perspective where they may have limited budget in terms of how they can, uh, where, where they can invest and what are some of the more important things for a tech uh, startup to focus on for marketing? Sure. I think all the MarTech tech that I spoke about can be replaced by open source and free tools that we have. So if you're starting smart, uh, you have ample amount of MarTech opportunities uh, through the Google uh, toolkit that, that's available for digital, number one. Uh, you don't need to do heavy bent of uh, uh, investing in buying enterprise licenses because everything is offered as a service. So the best way to invest in a MarTech stack is to take advantage of uh, the SaaS offerings uh, you know, the MarTech companies today offer, uh, try out, uh, you know, and then always remember, measure, measure, and measure. So you got to be extremely data-driven if you got to get your digital inbound strategy right, which means that your integration with Google Analytics, uh, by the way, the, the, the free edition with which the HubSpot comes in is good enough for smaller companies to completely run their uh, uh, MarTech uh, to a certain extent, if I can uh, confidently tell about that. What you can do with uh, LinkedIn, uh, you, you can run a good inside sales organization uh, with one good, uh, uh, you know, LinkedIn strategy, if, if, I can, if I can talk about that. And uh, you should also probably look at, I mean, what I, what I would also recommend is 
you don't need to do big dollar spending right it 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 can be very incremental and then it it might look very trivial but but make sure that you have a grammarly subscription whatever is the most economical that you could afford or even the free one because content is very important it it it, it starts from there so you got to cover your bases but i let me tell you that there are thousands of you know saas model absolutely economical options to use for running a comprehensive uh, you know digital martech stack that to support your marketing initiatives uh, uh, by the way we are also looking at you know things like uh, virtual experience platforms now we are about to kick off our own customer connect event in a quarter ahead so today companies are actually offering very innovative platforms to completely mimic what could be a physical event that you might have run now that can be done uh, virtually with probably a fraction of the cost that you would have otherwise uh, incurred so that's uh, i mean platforms as exotic as on 24 to emerging platforms like airmeet and bunch of other options that I'm, we are exploring so it just can go on digital can enable all of this today Thank you, Sai. You've given great advice on different tech stacks, marketing technology to utilize for people listening there. We appreciate that. Now let's talk about, this is where in the podcast we get to know you a little more. We learned about InnoMinds. We want to get to know you a little bit. But first, I want to ask a signature question that we ask all of our guests. You had mentioned LinkedIn before. A question we ask all of our guests you're a global chief marketing officer you probably get you know 318 linkedin requests every day with people trying to reach out to you or sell you something what's a linkedin message that gets sai to say yes i will connect with you what do you like and what don't you like what's a pet peeve of of a linkedin <laughs> message that you get it's our signature question sai <laughs> Yeah 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 I I I I get I understand I appreciate the question actually first let me talk about the stuff that I hate I hate the emails which sell me marketing and distribution lists telling that I'll get you uh, 360000 uh, subscribers to uh, a particular database of your service uh, because that's something that uh, puts me off uh, when they do that direct uh, selling on an email that's my personal preference but what I like is anything that that comes with a growth metric uh, in its subject line a growth metric uh, that you can measure as quick as couple of weeks if you want to try out something uh, or if someone is reaching out to you to offer a product or a service uh, you know if he or she is is talking about a return on marketing investment as an assurance because trust me today as global chief marketing officers uh, what you deliver to the company you know, is the numbers and growth so anything that is quantifiably communicated grabs my attention rather than just a very articulative uh, catchy subject line if i have to tell it that way that's good that's good advice and the work that you do in the nonprofit world i want to talk about that that's really big for us here individually aj and myself starista as well talk to me about the organization pure oh sure a oh, pure is a is a non not for profit organization that i actively volunteer to support uh, whenever i get time it started by some of my uh, uh, high school schoolmates uh, and they are doing absolutely well 
that's focused on uh, to be very honest i spend very little time these days so the credit should go to some of the other friends of mine who have been driving that fully but i can talk about that uh, it's it's an organization that is working to empower uh, education at grassroots uh, 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 you know at, at many schools in india particularly in the southern part of the country uh, where we live uh, are getting empowered through pure but at innomines as well and also in in a, in a previous organization of mine i've had the you know opportunity to be part of a very compelling education focused corporate social responsibility program in innomines for example we are empowering students uh, through uh, you know enabling digital infrastructure so they they could be computers tablets and mobile devices some of them were built by us some of them are from employees who all come forward so we sort of uh, you know provide them to the schools so that digital infrastructure doesn't become a hindrance of growth for uh, for the deserving so in that sense uh, also in the previous organization i take a pride in talking about that we we sort of worked uh, to empower uh, students with technology driven education content into low cost tablets uh, working with the likes of khan academy so my 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 motivation to talk about all these programs is the common binding factor is education because i believe that's one thing that if you could meaningfully contribute to you're actually contributing to the future right einstein said education is not the learning of the facts but the training of the mind to think and since it innomines in fact we we work to engineer the digital future we believe educating or providing support to education is the most satisfying thing for all of us and personally to myself as well so that sounds like a wonderful cause and i'm glad you're getting behind it uh so what else have you been up to in your uh, you know limited free time that you have as a cmo uh, any pick up any new hobbies or tv shows during the pandemic well uh the new hobby is to ensure that uh, uh my 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 son is all about 9 years old but he's doing substantially good python coding so my hobby is to ensure i learn from him <laughs> number one right nice right and then the other thing that i'm trying but i'm miserably failing is he solves uh, rubik's cube under a minute and i'm miserably failing to even look at what he is assembling so i'm just trying to do something but on a more serious note uh, some of the uh, tv shows uh, uh, you know notably that i watched uh, the documentary about uh, bill gates on the discovery plus uh, i think i would have watched it about 20 times uh, also the show that came up uh, with elon musk uh it's been absolutely inspiring uh in terms of the tv shows since you specifically mentioned but otherwise i do dabble in terms of doing some startup mentoring uh which i am very passionate about uh in terms of helping uh, a new age startups uh, position themselves and take advantage of gtm which is very important for a startup and i i do that uh, as an academic uh, uh, interest and i do teach in some education institutions Uh, uh, a few times uh, uh, it could be about branding it could be about uh, innovation or it could be about certain practical experiences of building challenger brands that's uh, i i got to get my 3 year old working a rubik's cube and and coding this i've been slacking and i also have to get better documentaries i've been watching tiger king and the bachelorette so i i'm way behind i got to catch up <laughs> this is uh but no this has been great we we appreciate you sharing 
all of the information with us, taking some time out and introducing the Marketing Stir to InnoMinds and our listeners to InnoMinds. It has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. This flew by and we really appreciate that. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the CMO, the global CMO of InnoMinds, Sairam Vidam. I'm Vincent Petrofessa. That's AJ Gupta. This has been another episode of The Marketing Stir. Thanks, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to The Marketing Stir podcast by Starista. Please like, rate, and subscribe. If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, email us at info at themarketingstir.com. Thanks for listening.